0: Hey legends, welcome to another installment of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, before I get stuck into today's guests or today's guests get stuck into me, I would like to thank everyone who's been listening for the last 49 odd weeks. Uh, your support has been incredible. It's really nice to occasionally get a message of uh, support and get some feedback that people are actually listening and that people are actually enjoying the podcast and getting some value out of it. Uh in a couple of weeks we hit the goal of 52 podcasts so i'd love to hear what you guys think we should do once we hit that target Uh, when i started i set the goal and didn't really know how i would make it work so it's been a really cool experience over the last almost 12 months to get closer and closer one week at a time to actually achieving that goal so yeah if you have been enjoying the podcast please pump it up share the message share the love Uh, Add a review, uh, whatever you want to do to help us along our way. Today's guest <clears throat> is someone who I have known for a few years. We met in uni at uni games uh, after he'd had a couple of cruises. I think they were passion fruit, correct? Uh, I believe they were watermelon. Watermelon, yeah, delicious. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Wishart, you guys might remember him from one of the earlier episodes, he jumped in on one with Carlos Cirillo and also sat down with myself and Daniel Atchison to talk about all things life. So we don't really have a topic of today and because we've already gone through Ed's journey and his story and what he's doing with his projects, uh, today's chat is a little open so I'm really excited to sit down and talk through what we're both doing at the moment, uh, what the plans are for the future and probably go off into a couple of little tangents and rabbit holes and yeah, see where we're at. So, without further ado, let's get stuck in. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Vertus podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Edward. Lachlan. Welcome back, mate. Thank you for having me again. It's an absolute pleasure. I can think of uh, better ways to spend my Sunday afternoon on Mother's Day, like with my mum, but uh, unfortunately okay. she's unavailable.
1: Making me feel a little bit guilty, but you invited me here, slash self-plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you did see your mum before, correct? Yeah. How yeah. is she? She's well. She's yeah. well. She's always been a bit weird, but uh, <laughs> she's like uh, she's the happiest person I know, so that's always good. That's we fine. always have fun when we're together, the family, we're very close, so it's been, it was good. It was a good day. Good. We've been looking forward to this Very good We, we managed to squeeze a, uh, a
0: brekkie out with mum before yeah. she went off to football with my sister So Actually, She's a favourite sibling Oh yeah, well she came to my football yesterday So, But Fair enough. But now that I'm a washed up VFL player, my sister has decided to have a crack at VFL So now wow. I'm the, the maybe third best footballer in the family oh, which no. is, it's, it's a, a,
1: it's
0: not, a tough,
1: tough pill to swallow Not really a claim to fame No Unless you got a successful business. <laughs> you got something to all
0: Successful is an interesting term. Define success. Define success. Go straight into philosophy. Yeah, I don't and know. Mean, success, I like talking about this because I think success changes, but for me, it's doing what I want to do in the support of a bigger mission. Mm.
1: Yeah. But that's obviously business success. Yeah. You? Because obviously, success is determined differently for different fields. Yeah. So it's a successful relationship. Well, I suppose that actually applies to a relationship. Yeah, maybe Jesus it applies to smart. everything. Jesus, smart.
0: So yeah, let's let's rewind that. Play it yep. back. Yeah. That's actually not. Just I'm, put that. I on love that. There. That might be the best thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> and seen. <laughs> and done. Yeah. But yeah, um, success is an interesting one. How How is your view of success changed over the last 12 months since we first sat down and did our first one because I remember
1: finishing it and you going jeez I'm a pessimistic bastard I still am pessimistic <laughs> I really am and I think it's and I, I'm sure I've said this before I think a healthy level you can have healthy levels of criticism yeah. I think you've got to be somewhat self-critical to be able to I think that comes hand in hand with being self-aware, because if you honestly set yourself down and said I'm perfect, then you're just lying to yourself because no one is. Everyone can do something better. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. So in terms of my level of success, when I reflect back on twelve months ago, I was, I reckon, I was super lost. No, I'm not super lost. I was a little bit directionless. I just started my thing, and I was just like, all right, well, it's a cool idea, and I don't know where I want to take it. Whereas. since the rebranding which I'm sure we'll get into and the new format of it and all that sort of thing everything's very much changed and it's been the first time that I've been like well this is where it's going and getting some real momentum not sort of forced like obviously hard work can get you so far but with these sorts of things where it's more of a message and more of a... um, well, just a message. It's more it's a message then like obviously you want people to talk about it and, you know, it's been getting a lot more exposure and that sort of stuff and I yep. think that comes down to having a more of a direction so I know where I want to take it. That's really cool. I think it's
0: it's really funny you say that because you've basically just described where my head's at at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think we're, although we're doing completely different things, we're probably a fairly similar, similar part of the process or similar... Uh, I don't know, checkpoint of the journey mm. should I say because I think <clears throat> the words was like direction and was like direction and momentum are two things that I fi- feel like I've found a heap of clarity on in the last yeah. like six months yeah um, talk for those that didn't listen and if you didn't that's really upsetting but for <laughs> those that didn't listen to your first podcast, talk to me about the human happiness project and what it was compared to that
1: rebranding you've gone through and what it is now. So that's actually, if I do say so myself, quite interesting. <laughs> so I started off and long and short of it is, bad period of my life, I started interviewing people about happiness and, I guess, well-being in life. Yeah. Um, in an attempt to find direction for myself, someone made an off-the-cuff comment that was like, you should document this, you know, these are very interesting questions you're liking. So I spent probably geez, what was a better part of 10 months interviewing people's strictly about happiness. And, um, I eventually it, if I look back at it now, I go, geez, that was shit. But I realized it was also a very pivotal point. Like it was all leading towards where it is now. Yep. Like I'm saying, I've found the direction and stuff like that. So, um, I just used to sit down with people for up to an hour asking the questions about their happiness, where it comes from, you know, certain aspects of happiness in society and how it's viewed. And then, that has now evolved into what I like to call microcinematic experiences, where I sit down with people and essentially talk about their life. And rather than specifically happiness, yeah. because that's such a, I think for one, that's just focused on way too heavily in society. Um, I talk about essentially their journey to who they are today, and talk about the relationships, values, or experiences that have been they feel have been most pivotal pivotal to leading them to who they are today. Yeah. And then essentially what I'll do is take it from a personal experience, talking about their very personal experience, comparing it to what they would consider a societal norm for an average person. And then we'll look into the sort of values and society surrounding this sort of things, whether it be relationships, gratitude, you know, hard work, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And then mash it up into like what I'd say it's like a interview and a music video, had a baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a there's a pretty picture you've painted. Yeah, I like it. I like it. To, like <clears throat> obviously you've like we spoke about the first one, but you've discussed happiness. You. Yep. And you've discussed meaning. Yep. What's your definition of those two two words? And how and why did you just decide to kind of rebrand? Because I like I really enjoyed the Human Happiness Project yep. because I think it's you don't necessarily have to uh, you don't have to be that person to search for happiness to have happiness. Yep. Um, but it's really important to. Guess label um, label what it means mm. because a lot of people don't know or struggle to struggle to necessarily find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but meaning is something that, like, if you ha- I, f- I feel as if you have meaning with what you do, no matter what happens, you'll always fall back to that happiness, uh, and everything always works out eventually because you're doing it for the right reasons. You have that meaning behind it. So why did you why did you actually make that decision to change it?
1: Uh, two reasons I think happiness and meaning for one get very confused I think happiness is very much a short term thing whereas meaning you can still have meaning in shit periods of your life like hard work as you know running the gym uh, 14 hours of work a day isn't exactly fun but (laughs) it it can be meaningful yeah Um, sweeping a floor a lot of people would find that very uh, boring and it's not fun but you can bring meaning to it as in I'm going to sweep this floor the best that I possibly can sort of thing I think meaning and happiness, they overlap, but they're very. I think I think what people are really looking for in their life when they say I'm unhappy is I'm, you know, I, I don't have meaning or purpose in my life. Yep. So, happiness is for me when I was looking at, at the start, and it was and it, and it has been the project like as as like I'm more involved with it now in terms of my face, but as you know, I wasn't at all. Yeah at the start, it was, if you look at it and you know me, you know, that's, you're actually sort of what, as, as, even though it's involved with other people, you are watching my journey and my development as a person. Definitely. Um, If you looked at the macro level of it in terms of like what I've been (coughs) studying more or less with people. So in terms of the happiness thing, I've just found out more and more people I talk to and, you know, comparing who was happy and who was unhappy, I found more and more that, it was the people that had meaning and purpose in their life that found happiness more often. It was the people that were chasing happiness all the time that didn't have any meaning and purpose in their life. When you've got meaning and purpose, you can push through a lot more shit than if you've just look, If you just got happiness. Yeah. you Because know, happiness can be taken from you like that. You can have a shit day and your happiness is gone. You can have a really shit day and your meaning for work and stuff like that is still there. So I think long-term, yeah. that's where you're looking for meaning, meaning and purpose. Definitely. Happiness is a day-to-day thing. Yeah, I like that. Have you? Have you... Define what your purpose is? or would re- say it's 100% Or, or redefine? Uh, I, think, I think my purpose is storytelling in a broad sense. Um, just because... Making babies with interviews and, yeah, and music videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I th- I'd say that's my purpose and, and it brings meaning to my life because I yeah. will get messages on Instagram <clears> saying, you know, I was having a really shit day and I just watched this interview. Thank you so much. You know, it was really beautifully put together, blah, blah, blah. Um, just to know that you're making, as you know, just making a positive impact. It's it might, really it's cool. It's not a monetary thing. Yeah. It's just about saying, you know, it's some dude in America that I've never met or some girl <laughs> in fucking Germany that I've never met. And it's just like, but to know that you've made a difference in someone's life. And obviously there's a benefit of I enjoy the process. Oh yeah. I'm not just being some martyr where I'm just like, you know, falling what sword. I'm doing this for you guys <laughs> sort of thing. Like, I love it. Yep. And, you know, but it's so that's, it brings me intense amount of meaning and purpose in my life. So it'll be... And that's the thing that gets you to do the six hours after you've been at work. Or oh, yeah. Sort of I, and I
0: think that's the really important thing to identify and to realize. Like <clears throat> People who – or those out there who don't necessarily have that purpose or have that meaning at the moment, um, you might look at someone like you and go, oh, he's just doing it for his own, uh, like to make himself feel good. Yeah. So fucking what? Like yeah. that's kind of the best part about it is you're, you're able to – make an impact make a real difference and feel good in the process like that's a yeah, dream yeah, like 100% I think the, the whole like altruism debate around you know are, the, are people doing it for the right reasons There's, there is that area or part of
1: it that's selfishness yeah but that's not a bad I thing think, I, think, I think that's think the best part like, that's no, one of the best a way it. I don't think you can ever take selfishness, selfishness out of it no why do you have employees because it makes your job easier to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, why, lot, why, do, you, you know, why yeah. do you have relationships? It's because, yeah, you know, if you want to get, like, really nitty-gritty, having sex feels good for you. You don't get to experience what anybody else feels. Having, being comforted feels good for you. You 100%. get Like, yeah, the other person feels that too, but the absolute basis of it, it's you. Yeah. Everything yeah. we do, even if you look at, like, go way back to, like, what's the benefit of being in a tribe if you're, you know, a human a million years ago <laughs> the benefit is that you can hunt a bigger mammal and then you orbit it you isn't, orbit the five, 5, huh? isn't the earth 5,000 years old isn't the earth 5,000 years old well I mean like you know when God started the first time and then <laughs> undid it and then redid it 5,000 years ago it's actually 4,000 mate sorry yeah. can you read the old Testament? Uh, read a book yeah <laughs> uh, the book uh, sorry I
0: watch I watch Cosmos so it's kind of mess with my uh, yeah my beliefs be a little mate. bit it's absolutely it's just, <laughs> it's just lies mate. I'm actually seeing it's Richard Dawkins next week wow which is be is gonna be amazing be elite. one of my favourites yeah my, go in there as a Christian, please. <laughs> I was talking to my old man this morning, and apparently Richard Dawkins is writing a uh, children's book Jeez, about atheism and, and the uh, the myth of a higher power and things like that, so it's really interesting. I feel like that's very deep for a kid to go through. Yeah, it is, it is, but it's probably better than uh, having the Bible fed down your throat, which I assume happens in some areas of society, Um what were we talking about before I Purpose hijacked that? Purpose and meaning. Purpose and meaning, yeah. Um, no, oh, altruism, altruism. That's and, right, yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, for me, I get an immense feeling of happiness or pleasure or whatever you want to take it when I get a message from a former intern saying how, like, I want to have spoken to him for six months, saying how, like, my blog posts have been really helping him with the stuff they're going through or... <clears throat> from someone I've never met about mm. uh, the podcast and how, you know, it's really, really helped them work through parts of their life and they feel like they're – feel like one of the best feelings I've had is a couple of people have said, I feel like you're talking directly to me when you're talking about a problem mm. or talking about something you're struggling with. And I think that's the beauty of for like both of us having these platforms to be able to interview different people and talk about the shit we're going through. Mm. Yes, we're all different, we're all beautiful, unique snowflakes, but at the end of the day we're all the same in, yeah, in and many that's, different that's ways. Thing. And we that's all have the, the same problems. Like we all have the same money issues, we all have the same relationship stress, yeah. we all have the same struggles with work and feeling like, you know, we feeling like we're drowning at certain times and feeling like we've got to work harder than harder than we need to or that we necessarily mm. want to sometimes, but when we have that purpose and meaning to come back to, like everything works itself out. Mm. Um, which I think is really interesting have you have you looked much into stoicism
1: I love it yeah. oh, i live my life by it 100% yeah, I, 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 100% I'm not surprised um, one little bit because we've never spoken about it but it's something I, that, it's, it's not something I really talk about because that kind of goes against stoicism it does a little bit <laughs> it does <laughs> but, so if you, but, yeah, they go like look how stoic I am that's, yeah. well, for me it, like, for uh, me, that's the way that just you should see those should,
0: undertones in, in how you
1: I, present I just, yourself I, I love the idea of it and I yeah. think it's something that's fallen out of favour I think there's there's I and I've said this before on the podcast. I have massive amounts of respect for the people that just shut up and do something. Yeah, and it's not about like and I think and and I do this. I've done this before, and we've all done it. It's like you know, I'm starting a business. I'm starting this. I'm starting that. Like, you know, I came into you before and said I'm starting a business, but I'd also got like my six clients or whatever it is so far. It wasn't like, hey, lucky, I'm starting a business, and you go, cool, what are you doing? Like, oh well, it's just an idea now, (laughs) but like. A lot of people will go like, oh, that's so cool, blah, blah, and then you get that satisfaction of somebody giving you a pat on the back when you haven't actually done it. Yeah. Whereas I... For me, that's it's carrying yourself in a sort of stoic way. It just... It resonates to who I want to be as a person. I want to be the person whose actions speak louder than their words. I think there's a lot of people talking at the moment and there's, yeah. a, very, there's a huge lack of action in yeah. society. And I think to be stoic is essentially to is to forego from my understanding of it and what, from what I've read of it um, and from what I identify it, it's, it's foregoing these short term benefits that are just thrown at us all the time and committing yourself to a higher cause and I don't mean like having a platform where you talk to people all the time it could just be like I want to be a better father or yeah. I want to be a better businessman. I want to be a better employee. I or like I be said before, father.
0: I want to make sure that
1: <clears throat> every task I do is done well, whether it's sweeping exactly. the floors I mean, or whether it's, it's... taking pride in what you do. It's, and for me, it's about humility as well, like being not saying you're above something. So, you, you know, you get offered a job. Like I said before, <clears throat> sweeping the floor, but you, you make sure you sweep the floor. Even though you go, I could go, well, I've got a university degree, blah, 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 I've done this, this and this. Why should I sweep the floor <laughs> yeah. for my employee? Yeah. But are just like, well... I could either do that or I could sweep the floor the best way possible I could do it. And it's not so someone else can go, wow, he sweeps the floor really well. So I can yeah. go home and go, I know I've done the absolute best I could do today in what I've done. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's hard because it's not fun. I think the action is the key point of that. Yeah. Like taking
0: action and not just being like, I think you need to put like, whether it's the idea you have around a business into practice or whether it's the expectations you have on your staff or your yeah. friends or your family. Like <clears throat> one of the things that, I've like one of the standards I guess you could say that I try and hold myself to is never ask any of my staff or any of our mentorship students or any of our interns or, or any of our clients to do something that I don't practice mm. um, So whether it's you know coming in on a Sunday and cleaning up a little bit and taking the bins out or, or something like that because then <clears throat> then we can create an environment where we all have each other's backs and we all want to do those extra little things even though they suck mm. and I think that's the important thing to understand with Like and if you fight for, or if you chase happiness, then you might forget this. But if you chase, like I said before, the purpose and meaning, you understand that the struggle is part of it. Um, And one of the things I've started to realize is all the hard decisions I have to make. uh, It's it's always a good thing, Mm. even though it's hard. It's Mm. always a good thing because it it helps you identify where you're at and what is important and Mm. what you actually want. And I think like I've been able to. Spending seven weeks away from work helps significantly with one's mindset and perspe- yeah. and pers- perception um, but just clarity on what you want and where you're headed and I think <clears throat> it's taken me and I'm sure it's taken you a long time to get to that point of somewhat clarity because you never like fully What's the shorter word of clarity,
1: never fully clear. No. On everything. Um, no, but like, I think I think you need that meaning and purpose. And like I was yeah. actually having a conversation with both my little sister before I literally right before I came here, so half an hour before I walked in this door, she's struggling with that herself. Yeah. And same with my older brother, because they're going like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And that is so common. Like how many yeah. times has someone oh, come up to you and said that? I've, so she you being in a leadership position. Yeah, I've had that conversation with a lot of people and I think
0: I think from a, for a really simple like resolution because everyone looks for an outcome everyone looks for a way to resolve mm. that feeling of I don't know what I'm doing my advice is usually try something just try something new or have a yeah. crack at something yeah. or oh, I don't know if I want to do this I don't know if it would be the right thing okay give it a crack and if in you could, you could hate it yeah but then you know you're not going back there or I'll use like I think I spoke about this on last week's podcast but I'll talk about it again um, because she's upstairs and might be listening but KP isn't really sure if she wants to be a teacher forever mm. and her her kind of thought process is oh I don't know I don't like this but I might try something else and and my little piece of advice I give her is just okay have a crack see what happens she's mm-hmm. like but what if I get to 50 it's taken me 25 years to get to here and I don't know what I want to do or if I get to 50 and I still well, don't know what I want to do I'm like that's well, okay you'll be you'll have a lot more experience to to figure it out plus you might have another 50 years after yeah, that yeah. where you know what you want to do and yeah. you're and you're loving what you do so I think that that not knowing what you want to do, or that not knowing what you're passionate about, or what you love, the way to fix that is just by having a crack at stuff. Mm. Like I did so much stuff I didn't like to get to this point, mm. and I'm sure you've been mm. you've been the same. Um, what are the
1: what are your first I guess thought? What's your first thought process when someone says that to you? it's hard to say I don't like being in the position of that when someone goes like what do I do first of all you're dealing with someone that's like really lost to be able to openly stand up because everyone yeah. no, like even you and I we don't have really any idea what's going to happen no. Like <laughs> verse could be shut in a year yeah for whatever reason someone could bring me up tomorrow and go well I've already started a moments me," and I actually started it two years yeah again, exactly it was 18 months ago yeah, so yeah. you gotta shut this deal down done. yeah Um, like you don't know but it's it's so hard because everybody's lost almost all the time and that's like the little bit of a secret that no one tells you but but no one no one knows what they're doing (laughs) yeah but it's just about taking that leap of faith and but again I'm not naive enough to think that I was always like that and I do realise and I'm sure you do now after you talk to people like this how lucky we are to have a purpose of meaning because that's where the purpose of meaning comes into it but but there's still those little bit of courage to go forth and go like well you know that this scares the shit out of me you know and right. there's still those days
0: where you're like what am I doing yeah. like, maybe it would be easier to go back to just being my like being my only staff member yeah. and yeah. <coughs> worry about myself or maybe it would be easy to go back to an a, an easier job with less responsibility yeah. but yeah, 100%. those
1: days become less I think less impactful kind of, on what you and do. And less frequent as you keep yeah. going. Yeah. Like they still happen, but because oh, as you get more experience, they're less impactful, like you're saying, less impactful. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Eventually yeah. they become the status quo and then there's a new hurdle that you have to hit. But I think when people come to me and say, like, what do I do? I say for you, like, what do you like doing? But also you've got to look at what you got to lose. Like I've had people come up to me that have no girlfriend, you know, they got no they don't have a mortgage to pay, they've got no financial responsibilities, which is obviously a huge hurdle. Yeah. Um, and then they go I don't know what to do I said what's there to think about you can about? do whatever you want you know and then they'll go like I don't have any time and that's bullshit like, they, like I've said this before uh, life is a game of priorities so if you really really do not want to be in the job you're in like me now I want to move out of my job Yeah. it's a good company but it just doesn't resonate with me um, I know that I need to go home and do four to six hours every night working yeah. on my own things yeah. whether that's engagement on Instagram actually editing the content that I've got you know, even doing a vlog, I don't like vlogging, but I know that it's important for me to put out content almost yeah. every day or every second day, Yeah. which means a hefty time investment for me. Or calling people saying, this is what I'm doing. Can I come make a free video for you? Yeah. And then we'll look at, you know, making it a, a paid gig afterwards if you enjoy it. Definitely. You know, But I know that I need to put in almost one-to-one ratio of time to get out of where I want to be. But then yeah. people go, I don't have time. And my <laughs> brother's an example of it. um, He just, he doesn't, the time investment isn't there. And it's not just him, it's everyone. People go like, I don't have enough time. Like, well, you also watched three hours of TV last night. Yeah. So is it, you can just be demotivated, but if you, if you really, and that's, again, when the purpose of meaning comes into it, you go, I know this is what I want. So I will work towards that. It's like, yeah, I would rather watch TV when I get home, you know? Well, not really, but like, it's (laughs) It's easier. It's it's, it's easier. It's It's easy, you know? get a beer out of the fridge, you, like, cook cactus yourself a nice a big day at work. Yeah, exactly. But that's where, the, again, like I said, the purpose of many comes into it where you've got that little bit of extra motivation. You go like, I'm yeah. fucking tired, but, you know, whether it's the gym that you're is your, like, if your purpose is the moment, then you're going to go to the gym. Yeah. Or if it's building a business, then you're going to put those extra hours into, you know, and it yeah. is those little like one percenters that eventually but everything, add up and, and, and
0: everything you do is a choice. It's yeah. like people. some people feel as though they, they don't have a choice yeah. and, they're, and they're lost and they're backed into a corner and they have to make a decision yeah. one, one way or another. But all the decisions you've made over the last six months is, is, is going to lead to that spot. So I think <clears throat> it's really, really easy for people to like handle off responsibility. But at the end of the day, everything that, Happens to you isn't your responsibility, but how you react to it is. Mm-hmm. So I think
1: your ability a, is huge. Yeah, and like yeah. my best friend JP says, "John Pearson." <laughs> your best friend. I love him, um, but he's almost yeah. got he's got uh, shades of stoicism in, oh, the, in Twelve Rules for Life. Yeah, that was basically a book on stoicism. Yeah, it was. You know, definitely. Well, and okay. the thing I love the most that he said, and this is what I tell people as well, but obviously this isn't me. I got this from him. Is do what you can to make your life better now. His simple analogy of cleaning your room because everybody goes like, oh, do you know, to start my videography <laughs> business, I need a new camera, so I need to save $4,000. And then yeah. that's months off, and that's always going to be months off. But yeah. if you go, look, my life's going to be a little bit easier if I clean my room tonight because then I can find my keys tomorrow. <laughs> so then, yeah. And the start of my day is that little bit easier. And then that, may, that might fall on for the whole yeah. day. Then I've got that little bit of extra energy at the end of the day to do what I need to do. Yeah. So, and I think people really undervalue that. Like there's... You hear it all the time, just the one percenters and all that sort of stuff. People don't value. Yeah, that but like for me, it's just little things, little like doing a little thing
0: really, really well. Yeah. Um, like setting yourself up, you you set yourself up for success, right? And I think the way one of the uh, quotes that my business coach uses a lot is the way you start is the way you finish. Mm. So the, at the like Monday morning every Monday he will put a post up say like what's your, what's everyone's goals for this week, mm. <clears throat> and then you've got that okay here's where here's what I'm having a crack at, and then you know one of my things is every Monday, <clears throat> like I'm at work at five am every Monday morning like no exceptions, mm. um, except if I'm in South America but that's different, <laughs> but it's it's okay never miss a Monday like I really really like how simple that is but how how hard it is to, or how hard it is how hard it is if you don't do it mm. to get moving after that mm. um I I um while I was hiking in Patagonia a couple of weeks ago I was I had a lot of time to think mm. like 25 26k hikes a couple of days in a row I had a lot of time in my own head which would be scary for anyone else but I've been working it out in there for a little while is
1: it scary at all
0: no, it's not scary. It's or just is it free. Because there's, there's, there's an oh, argument love, to be made in terms yeah. of the environment you're in as well. Oh, environment is a massive part of it. I did chat with uh a f- one a good friend, uh, another coach, um, someone who just just pop it, mate. We're uh, drinking <laughs> Jetty Road Pale Ale, if anyone's, uh, Use if, if, anyone's if, if, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's wondering. So get around, get around the boys at Jetty Road. Um, but he was saying, like, we we're talking about environment and we we're talking about how important the environment is to what you like. Like, you don't necessarily have to be doing a job you love, but if you're, an envi- in, your, if you're in an environment you love, how important that is. Mm-hmm. And for me, <clears throat> I was trying to work out, because I'm fairly... I'm a fairly visual learner. Like I like writing and putting it all on paper and seeing yeah. it and figuring it out. And I was trying to work out a just a little triangle that I thought is really important for whether you call it success or happiness or meaning or purpose, it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> because everyone talks about inspiration. Um, everyone talks about motivation. Everyone talks about discipline. Everyone's like, "Now this one's more important. Now this one's more important. But I kind of put it um put it in a little triangle, right? Like you got your discipline at the top, you got your inspiration on your left, you got your motivation on the right. And I think if you can set yourself somewhere in the middle for the majority of time, like you're always gonna be bouncing between the three, then you're always gonna be working towards the things that you mm. that you want or that you that serves you or that motivates you or inspires mm. you mm. and then when you're when you're feeling no motivation no inspiration, which we all go through like over and over again, discipline's the thing that gets gets kicked up the bum. Mm. Um and I think I think it might have been Greg, Alfizio. his, his uh, really simple explanation of discipline was giving yourself a command and then following through, yeah. and that's it. And when we can simplify it to that that lack of time or that uh, I don't know what I want to do, if we can come back to that, just give yourself a command and follow through with it, then you're building the momentum and yeah. you're moving forward and you're not allowing yourself to stop and sit and wallow in self-pity. Mm. Uh, One of the things that I, like I'll use the word preach even though I don't like it, but I preach all the time to a lot of people in my life, uh, whether it be staff or clients or friends or families, that the note, like the, uh, how rubbish the no time thing is. Like there's 168 hours in a week and we all have the same amount of time, like make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep and then the rest is up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you, you look at the most successful people in the world, whether it's, Gary Vee or Bill Gates or whoever we all look up to, whether it's Jordan Peterson, like, he gets exactly the same amount of time as you do, mm. and exactly mm. the amount of time, same time I do, so when you like you lose that sense of poor me, I think, when you look at it like that and start to realise that everything that happens to me is completely up to me how I how I um, deal with it. Mm. And, like, stoicism's helped me a lot, uh, like books like meditations and reading like all of the like Senec like letters, letters to a stoic to Seneca and mm. all of that stuff. It just my really simple take on it all is just whatever happens, it's good. Mm. Like like if all like like I said before if Virtus turns to shit in the next twelve months and like we get kicked out of the factory and like we run out of money or whatever good I get to like I've had three years of an amazing experience where I've been building something that I love I'll just start it again Mm. and it'll
1: look a little bit different how how are you looking at the situations you're in are you saying this really shit situation on this really shit day is just a shit day or you're saying this is a lesson to be learned Yeah. and being honest with yourself and saying did I set this up because there are the odd occasions where just shit happens like you're getting rear-ended is not because you (laughs) chose to not wait for another fucking <laughs> half a meter at the yeah. light sort of thing. Like, that's not your bad, but, yeah. like... You can let that ruin your day or you can, or you can just yeah. say, ah, shit happens, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, shit but happens. But most of the time it's situations that we put ourselves in. Like, it could yeah. have been something we did a month ago, like cutting yeah. a corner at work and then all of a sudden 100%. your boss call, calls you out. And you can go, what a fuck. Or you go, well, maybe I should have put the full effort into the task I was given. Yeah. Or, like, you were talking about, like, talking about these people that are, like, the pinnacle of success in their certain fields. And I think that's the issue. People go, and because of social media, we have such direct access to these people. Yeah. Um, especially people like Gary Vee, who's, like, on it all the time. You're basically in his life. Yeah. Um, we see them and we go, well, that's the definition of success for <laughs> me. But that, you got to realize they're the top 1% of the 1%. Yeah. And then you go, well, okay, well, he does this, 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 and this. And then you're obviously only seeing a certain bit. But then people go, I'm not getting close to that. But you have a job. Yeah. He's 40, 40 years <laughs> so old. Go
0: back to the first episode of Wine Library, right? And that yeah. was already after he'd been building up um, yeah. his family business. Yeah. And, like, go back to him. He's he's a really good example because he talks about his story. <laughs> So often. he does that well. Go, to any, that go well. to any, like any of his keynotes for anyone that doesn't really dive into Gary Vee stuff. Go to any any of his long keynotes, and he talks about coming to America and being an immigrant, and not really talking, mm. um, talking English, and then figuring out who he was and what he was, and and working every Saturday through his teams, and mm. you know, hustling on the side to to sell baseball cards or mm. or whatever it was, and people don't see that side of all of that one percent of the one percent. Like they don't see the boy hours and hours that Jordan Peterson sat writing his book. Like, but have
1: you seen in Jordan Peterson's talks when he talks about the hyper-efficiency of these people?
0: Yeah.
1: It's on YouTube. I think it was one of his lectures. He's like, people don't understand how hyper-efficient these people are. It's not just that they work hard. It's when they work, they're working at a level of efficiency yeah. that you don't have. But I don't think and that
0: comes... But that, for a lot of those people, it wouldn't have come straight away. Like, it would have no, it wouldn't have.
1: But what I'm trying to say is people go like, well, I want to be Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So they'll they'll go down and follow his path. But he's his IQ is like 160. So he's well, he's above genius level IQ. So straight out of the gate, I think it's like 95% of people are never going to be as smart as him. Yeah. And that's not to say don't do, don't chase that path, but you might not be a millionaire because of it, that doesn't define success. I think it's important. And I think people yeah. go like, well, I want, I want to be at the top of the pedestal. But like, which pedestal are you talking about? Because that's a worldwide stage that you're talking about being at the top of. Why can't you be the best in Victoria? Yeah. But like, it doesn't, just because you're not going to get to be the best in the world, doesn't mean don't pursue something. So when they hear things like, Gary V works 16 <laughs> hours a day sort of thing, but yeah. I've got to work at work. And then I, you know, I don't feel like putting in six hours after work. Well, don't put six hours in. Yeah. Put one hour in. Yeah. You would be amazed at how much putting an hour in every single day is going to you take you You accumulate that and think about, well, what's but You're still going to be 365 hours in yeah. front of the yeah. person who never started, Yeah. which is what? How many weeks is that? Nearly 10 weeks, nine yeah. weeks. Yeah. Of imagine work. if you've got 10 weeks of So work, imagine, work you, you, you think about out. the load of work you do in 20% of the year, just under 20% of the year, and at your job, and then you say you don't want to do that. Yeah, but even that, it's like you don't have to be an internet like an insane like internet sensation or like the best in your field overnight. It yeah. does take time. Yeah, I know moments of many is not going to go off overnight, but I know I believe, and I could be totally fucking wrong, <laughs> that it will be a big thing one day. Yeah, but it's about that. It's the fact that I'm putting in the work now, and I'm seeing the results of it now. That people want me to be make films for them, and make cinema for them. Yeah, it's accumulation. It's, it's it's not it's not be, and I didn't expect that at the start. It was because I've put. 18 months into it now yeah. and people have seen it's not just that but people want to see you like earn your badge they want to see that alright this guy's committed to it because he loves his craft he's passionate about it he's going to give me a good product you know or this girl slaved away after work for four hours a night to learn how to be an accountant so now she's applying for this job and that's why people do things outside of work Yeah. so don't believe the argument that you know, I don't have enough time. You can spend half an hour on something a night. If you're focused on that and you actually do like half an hour of focused work, yeah. you will be amazed at how much progress you can make in a year. Yeah. And if you don't have the patience to sit through that for a year, then it's probably not for you.
0: Yeah. But you've got to find those things that are like that. Exactly. And <clears throat> one of the things that have helped me through, and like the cool thing about this is we just talk through our own experiences, right? Because we know what's worked for us or what we've yeah. seen work for other people one of the things that I don't do as much as I would like now but journaling at the end of the day or at the start of the next morning even if you don't know what you want to do you put all like all your thoughts down on paper what's working what's not what do I like what am I grateful for whatever way you do it it gives you a really nice sense of clarity because you can't write faster than you can think mm-hmm. so you have to sit there and actually think about and actually look at the words you're writing and, and actually go okay so this, here's what I'm struggling with or here's here's what i want to work on or or here's where i'm actually at because then you can use that the next day to okay maybe i need to spend a little bit less time watching tv or maybe mm-hmm. i need to spend mm-hmm. a little bit less time doing this have you listened to the podcast uh how i build this with guy Raz? <clears throat> something that when i first heard about it i thought it was like, like a how is this how is this thing built how is a car built how does it, and then after uh i can't remember how i got onto it but i think i'm It was right towards the end of my trip. I started listening to it and it's conversations or interviews with business owners from big businesses like the guy who started Vice, the guy who started Power Rangers, um, Mm. uh, who else is on there? It's like Patagonia, like heaps of the big ones. And there's a common theme between all of them, how close they all came to failure so many times before they actually, I don't like this term because I don't think it exists, but made it before Mm. they... Got to the point where other people would say they're successful. Mm. How close they all came to becoming nothing, like a lot of businesses do, Mm. Um, and how much time and effort it took for them to get to being the big companies that they people know them to be now. So, I think it's a it was a really nice reminder for me um, where I like I know we're helping people every day, and I know where doing what we set out to do um, even though it's not on the scale that we want yet mm. um, it's really easy to forget that some days and like hearing those stories mm. of of those big businesses and those owners who just do it because they love it and do it because they are passionate about it, come so close to failure but work through it, mm. it gives me real <clears throat> hope that whatever shit we have to like wade through, we'll get there
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah like I'm sure you've had days with happiness project and then as you change the moments of meaning where you're like
1: far out is this worth it 100 percent. yeah i like had two weeks ago <laughs> yeah i go like i go through it's, about one a week at the moment yeah it's um but like and that's the other thing that i the gripe i have with social media and these people that put themselves out there um these hyper successful people is that you know very rarely do they show you them just going like i can't be fucked doing an instagram <laughs> so gary b is good at that but he's also, he thrives off it, so you he'll, he'll rarely yeah. see him say, I can't be fucked. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard him say that. That whole 1% of the 1% thing, like, he's an alien. Yes. Yeah. He's a but bit But he's different like, guy. like, very few people love business as much as he does. Like, that is his thing. Yeah. And he admits that. He yeah. says, that's my hobby. That's yeah. my, you know, fantasy league football that you go to. That's my drinking in the bar with my friends. So, <laughs> yeah. like... That's and his. And, he, and, he, and I love that he said that. He's like, you've got to realise that this is my passion. This is what I absolutely love doing. That's why... Yeah it's not hard for me to spend 16 hours in the office. It's like, what do you love doing most in the world? Yeah. You're not going to have an issue doing it for 16 yeah. hours a day. And when you couple that with, it supports him and, you know, it gives him progress. And there's also the validation thing for how successful he's being. Like, why wouldn't you do it yeah. for 16 hours? But that's like when I talked to you about me getting an and fucking off and interviewing people for a year, like, yeah, People will go like, oh, you know, it's successful because he's doing that, blah blah blah, and like, you know, and I get questions like, how do you do it? It's easy because I enjoy it. Yeah. So I don't think like, yeah, yeah. sometimes it is work, but most of the time, like, if I've got a really good interview, I've sit sat down with someone, yeah, it's super fucking interesting. I'll run home and edit it that night. Yeah. But someone like yeah, it's good, but it's you know it's nothing groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, then like, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, well, you know, whatever, like it can wait. Yeah. And I'm bad like that. But <laughs> at the same time, like. Um, You know, it's easy to be. But then, those ones that you don't like, run
0: home to do. You know, you're still gonna,
1: you're still gonna get it done. You're still gonna work. I've I've got a. I don't have anything written down, but I know how often I want to post, how often I want to put out content. I've never been late. Yeah, and they're the standards you hold yourself to. Like, like I know that tomorrow morning I've got a,
0: I got six a.m. till ten a.m. coaching. I've got a group at six, and I've got three one-on-ones after that, and like. I'm so, I'm so excited for that morning because I know it's going to be a fucking awesome yeah. morning. Like, I'm training a, a crew at six and then three amazing humans after that who I basically just get to hang out with and mm. help make them better. Like, how hey, good's that? Like, mm. there's some days, won't be today because, yeah, you're not that great to talk to, but some oh, days yeah, I, yeah. I walk out of the podcast and, like, I'm jumping out of my skin like yeah. I've had six coffees because sometimes I have. But <laughs> I'm just, like, bouncing off the walls and, like, I'm yeah. so excited to just, carry on with life because i know how much i love this um and i had that same feeling like with traveling like coming down from machu picchu i just i was just on a high like i didn't sleep till like 4am the next morning Mm. because i was so excited and so happy and like if i like i know that i'm putting myself in in positions to feel that feeling more often because Mm -hmm. i'm doing what i love to Mm -hmm. do um and that makes all the like all the slop all the shit worth it because yeah like you just you know that that's that's coming Mm -hmm. even if it might like I might not feel that that way for another six weeks or
1: two months or three months but it doesn't matter exactly it doesn't matter at all but I think just you know it's when you when you feel it, and it's hard to explain to people, especially those like the people we we're talking about before. Those people that are lost. It's hard to get into that with someone. Yeah. Because you don't know it. Like you didn't. You probably didn't know that before, Verdas. No, well, I was
0: talking to an, an intern asked me a question during the during the week. Uh, we've got eight awesome mentorship students at the moment, mm. and like young coaches who we get to teach why we do what we do, and hopefully instill some of that passion on them. But one of them asked me how I got into coaching. And I've never really thought about thought about that in, in that like simple really yeah. really simple question um, but I was like classic exercise science student love sport all that kind of stuff but I finished year 12 I wasn't a great student I got by on my I guess whatever level of intelligence I had I didn't necessarily try super hard at school like football mm. was always my number one thing but the only reason I started coaching so early was because I decided to have a gap year I didn't want to go straight to uni, and that was when the government were pumping out cereal box PT certs. So I found a five hundred dollar cert, three, four, and um, diploma of fitness, and jumped in on it. So I got to the end of that and started coaching people. And you know, all of the experience coaching, all the coaching hours I've had from then until now, have been because because I saw a little ad in the paper. And I think it's really interesting that, like, I, I would probably would have ended up in somewhere, like, probably somewhere around the same, same spot, but it's really interesting how one little moment can impact our life so much, mm-hmm. and I think it's really easy to overlook those little moments. Um, and my response, like, after telling that little story back to the intern, it was, like, be really mindful <coughs> as you figure out who you are and what you want of those little moments and how important they are Mm. because you and try and enjoy all those little moments. Like all the, like that course wasn't super fun. Like it was, it was a good course. It was a lot of time, a lot of time piss farting around on my phone waiting for days (laughs) to end. But I think that started the journey of me figuring out what I wanted to do. Mm. And I talked about it before on the podcast, but even though I enjoyed coaching, and enjoyed what I did. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do till I, till like late one Monday night in a lecture about ethics in my exercise physiology masters, where I'm like, mm. "This sucks. I don't want to be doing this. Like, this isn't me. This isn't isn't what I want to be doing." And like that was just an accumulation of a bunch of things that were happening. But I think about yeah, I know what I want to do, and you know what you want to do. But think of all the shit you've gone through to Mm. get to this point and all the times where you didn't know what you wanted to do um, and all of the disappointments and all of the struggles and stuff like that and now I get to go to work every day knowing that I love what I do Mm. it's a really really cool feeling Mm. but it didn't happen overnight like like that it's that 20 years success
1: like overnight success it took 20 years of work to get there yeah and that's I think that's missed so much like so much Mm. people just again you look at these like these People that are just the up like just the elite of whatever you want to do or whatever field you respect. Yeah. And then you don't you don't get to see them because nobody gives a shit about you when you're grinding it out and you <laughs> haven't proven yourself yet. Yeah. Like nobody's following that journey. Yeah. So you you only see successful people and I think people When they're successful. Get, yeah, you only you only see it you, you know, you just get disillusioned because you didn't see them. Like yeah. most of the super successful people you see are at least thirty five plus. Yeah because they've just done that much shit work until they're at that you know and they kept going yep so like and you know we all know people that start something and then just quit the next day you know this is my this is my thing now and then oh okay it's a little bit harder than and I and the thought. next time you talk to them they're doing something yeah they're you know, what, there's that. There, I don't even know what it's called but there's like a law it's like a law of ignorance or something like that or it's a law of knowledge or something like that the basically the more you learn about something is it more the more you learn that you don't know about something the Dunning-Kruger effect is that it? yes yeah. it's a cognitive bias that the, the
0: more intelligent you are the, the more you doubt yourself and the yeah. more you struggle with what you're doing and the, the less intelligent you are the less you know about a certain topic the more you actually feel as though like you know about it yeah topic. well it's
1: exactly the same as in my filmmaking yeah so I thought like <laughs> I saw something and I'm like man, I could do that and then I try and recreate it, and go holy shit I don't yeah. know a thing yeah, it may, like for me. It makes me
0: appreciate people that are really fucking good at what they do mm. so much more. Like once one, you've seen once de- you dip like yeah. delve into a fear. Yeah, you've seen awesome video. You've seen like i seen like Childish Gambino. This oh, is America.
1: Mate. Yeah, what do you what do you think of that? Uh, I don't I don't love the political messages. Yeah, I get it, but he, like to be fair, like the whole song, mm-hmm. I love it. It's been on repeat for like the last <laughs> same. The last I've been week. like sending sending people video. I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, like, but um. I didn't. I, I. didn't understand all of it, but like I read a couple of articles did you about the yeah. symbolism in It's just yeah. like so fucking powerful. Yeah. It's, but even though I didn't even there's little things he did, like the dances in it, and like the there's like little segments of like Kanye music in it, like only like half a second sort of thing. But yeah. like he's just alluding to all of it, and you know, like even the thing like where he shoots the choir, and that was a reference to a uh, what was it called? That was a reference to his uh, racially motivated shooting and stuff like that. Definitely. And it was, I don't know, like, because it was so symbolic and it wasn't basically just like, fuck racism. Like, it was showing people it and it was just so well done. But even from a cinematography point of view, for me, it was one shot. Yeah, it's fucked. That whole thing was one shot. So incredible. So just like, alright, go. You got four (laughs) minutes. Don't fuck anything up. Like, it's like in, uh, what's it called? Not Inception. Fucking, what was the other one? Uh, Leo. The, where the American one, Tom Hardy, the one you got the. Oh, The film, Revenant. Revenant, yeah. How that was all shot in natural light. Yeah. It's like insane. shit like that. That's yeah. like, you know, people go, oh, well, that's fine. You just wait for the time of day until yeah. you go out there and do it. Because all the shooting I do is in natural light. But you get one cloud, your shots ruined. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and you start again. Yeah. And okay, repeat. Right. Like, and obviously, well, it's a You hear deal. things
0: like there's a fight scene in Game of Thrones that mm. of the new season. Um, which is way too far away, but anyway, that, that took I think fifty six days to shoot or something yeah. like that, and they like it's one of those little spoiler things, but it yeah. came out that it was like a letter um, that the director sent to a couple of the actors, just like just remember, no one will know how long this took um, when they're sitting there watching it and their comfy TVs and the cold nights and the long like times, but that like it's a really simple snapshot of how how much effort and things go into things that we look at for three minutes then move yeah. on with our lives mm. um, but back on that this is this is America clip like I I watched it and I went he's trying to say so much here and I watched it like three or four times and I you went you have to and then I jumped on the um, jumped on YouTube and just went uh, this is America breakdown video and it yeah. like talks through each little like, thing
1: things like, oh, like you didn't see f- like the, the, the guy with the hood on riding a yeah. horse that's a apocalyptic thing yeah. the wrapping the guns up and the red, red yeah. velvet sort of yeah. thing just like didn't even see it and that's and his whole message about the media distracting people with the dancing oh, and all yeah. that
0: sort of stuff. Yeah, and but then the dancing in itself is like, a, an ode to like the
1: the blackface actors that used to yes. used to dress well, up. Like down the the, track um, or, when he executed the guy at the start, he was doing the uh, what's a Jim Crow, Jim Crow era black uh, cartoonist like impression of. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but, black people, but anyone can jump
0: on YouTube and check it. But the. Um, like from the pants he was wearing were like a like Confederate uniform yeah. to yeah, yeah, to yeah. the two chains he had around his neck was an, like a reference to I think bondage or something like that and like every little like if you
1: were to snap like take a every a single frame every had frame. Something yep. in every frame symbolic yeah but just like. Um, what what was the other one that the kids were safe because they were dancing along with him? Yes, yeah. Because they were they were basically towing the line, yeah, sort of thing. But I even and the cars at the end, how they were from the 1960s Yeah, it was like it things things haven't level. changed. Yet. Yeah, oh mate, it was so like, incredible. Just so I, I actually haven't been a fan of him. Like I know he's like everybody oh, fucking loves I, him. I I I I've love loved him for ages. But just like, I loved him before he was
0: cool. How about that? Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought we were in Mornington, not Fitzroy. Yeah, that's alright. Sorry. Um,
0: yeah. Riding my fixie home tonight, <laughs> um, but like people like that, like doesn't matter whether it's him or someone I admire, incredible like incredibly for his attention to details. Where's Anderson? I'm sure you'd be. No. You're not across Wes Anderson? What, mate? No. So don't even know the name. Oh, I know so, I know the name, but so Wes Anderson? Is like it's weird having a favorite director, but he's my favorite director of, um, like all of my favorite yeah. top 10 movies most of them are Wes Anderson movies yeah. so things like Fantastic Mr. Fox um, Rushmore Grand Budapest Hotel Life Aquatic Steve Zissou um, it's like he's just released Isle of Dogs which I'm yet to see but like you look through like you can start watching a movie and know it's a Wes Anderson movie yeah. like just the way it's, way it's created kind of similar to Quentin Tarantino but
1: everyone same has a style same kind of deal yeah that's the thing yeah. like every, every single director has a style yeah and it's so and as the more I push into the sort of creative field because I wouldn't have called myself a creative person at all like you don't like Wes Anderson so obviously not no well, guess um, what guess what rabbit hole you're diving into over the next couple of weeks well obviously Wes Anderson <laughs> um, but like every single director has their own style and every single it's just what you're comfortable with like I've done a few videos for gyms and stuff like that and just I see it, the client's happy and stuff like that, but I'm like, it's just not the quality of me interviewing people that I do for moments of meeting. It's yep. just not there. Yeah. For me, the the quality just isn't there. Whether it's the editing style isn't the same or whatever it might be. I yeah. just don't have the experience in it. But just for me, that's obviously my niche. That's that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. I should get you in to do some client testimonials for cool. us. And, Happily. Yeah, that'd be Happily. fun. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's, I, I love that sort of, you know, as dynamic as a creative field can be, you've got your fingerprint like always, yeah. on your work. Yeah. Like and, but as soon as you go, try and do too much, it's not you anymore. It's well I think just, you need to. It doesn't matter what you're gonna do, if you're gonna be hyper successful in everything, you can't be like an account just an account. You need to be a, a GST tax accountant. Or you know, if yeah. you're gonna be a, you need a, to have a your, coach, you never you be thing. like you know, you need to be like if you wanna get if you just wanna be a coach you don't want to own your own business. You need to be like Specialising in like hamstring recovery or something like that. Yeah, or like or go, I'm uh, going to be an AFL. I'm a, I'm a like I'm a strength and power guy, or I'm yeah.
0: a I'm a rehabilitation yeah. guy, or I'm a you know helping girls be strong guy, like yeah. or I'm a
1: you know weight loss coach. It doesn't way, matter, way, it like it does, doesn't matter but, like but that's the thing. Like or a doctor or something like that when if you want to be the best. We can get, like obviously you can only generalize so far. Like generalization can only go so far because yeah. you know oh, so much information. And like we we're saying, the dunning crew effect: the further you go into something, the more you realize you need to know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. it just it just seems never ending. Yeah. Because I'll produce a but piece, I'm like but really is, happy. Right? And happy with, if I look back at it a month later, I'm like, well, I could have done that better and that better. That's the best that part better.
0: about it, right? Like if I look at myself as a coach, like my last twelve months has been fairly heavy. Uh, business-wise in terms of development Mm. but if i look back at myself as a coach 12 months ago like i am not going to be happy with a bunch of stuff i used to do like Mm. my coaching has changed significantly like i've done you know four or five big courses that have changed the way i look at coaching um and i think if we're not i think we're not moving forward like that if we're not looking back at the things we were doing and being uh frustrated by where we're, where we're at or not even frustrated, but if we're not looking back and going,
1: I do it so much better now, then we're not moving forward and we're in trouble. I think self-awareness is huge. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past things. And that's, I think that's actually one of the factors, like one of the values of Stoicism as well. Mm, Again, yeah. and like you were saying before, with those like those little moments that are essentially trigger moments but you miss them. Yeah. And you need to be self-aware. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do that without, unless you are naturally a very self-aware person and some people are and that's what I was saying before at the very start to do with self-criticism and stuff like that it can be helpful with those sorts of things as long as you're not doing it to a point where it's you know you're beating the shit out of yourself for no point yeah it's
0: it's it's a but, really it's a really hard one I think
1: self-awareness
0: is something that like one of the questions I've been asking in the podcast of late is what are what are a bunch of subjects that you'd put into schools if you had the chance to mm-hmm. rewrite some of the curriculum mm-hmm. And emotional intelligence is one of the big things that keeps coming up. And I think if we were able to, because self-awareness is really hard, right? Like I don't think you become self-aware like properly and I'm like still working on it. Even like it's a, it's an area of focus for me Mm. like most days, but I don't think it becomes, I don't think it becomes a realization of how important it is until you realize that your parents are right about most things. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you get to that point, you're like, yeah, they were right about most things and you get out of that, I guess, mentality of I know how everything works, then mm. you can start really under, really diving deep into self-awareness and figuring mm. out what you actually find important, what you value mm. and what you and what your where your passion lies and where you, what you love and what you don't love and and things like that. And I think it, t- it takes such a long time. Like, I'm only scratching the surface of it, but I feel as though I've been working on it for two, two three years. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's really hard because there's so, like, it's so easy to fall back into the trap of, like, self-awareness isn't a normal thing within society. So it's really easy to fall back into that. Not,
1: not anymore. I would have no. argued that it would have been 30 years ago. Yeah, okay. I think, interesting. I think the old, uh, the old smartphone, tablet lifestyle, it it's just it just, it's, it's covers all that up like, yeah, like when you we, were hiking in Patagonia when you didn't have a phone on you and stuff like that when you've got nothing else to do except stick for your, your own mind it's, just, it's, an, it's an environment that's conducive to self-awareness but when yeah, you're watching TV all the time or you're on a smartphone you're just constantly feeding information what are the, what are the things you do day to day to help,
0: help uh, support or grow that self-awareness in yourself or is, is it something that you're act- actively thinking about
1: uh, I just I just look at myself through a lens that isn't, um, I guess like I'm trying to evaluate myself in a way that someone else would. Yeah. In terms of like I don't honestly I probably don't do it that much with my personal life. I do it with my work, but I take extreme pride in my work, not cabri work unfortunately, but <laughs> this work. Um, but. I, I just try and reflect on how things were but it, usually like I find I'm pretty good in my personal life but that's also like I don't have a girlfriend or anything like that so I've got no one to really call me out on shit. Um, but it's more the fact that I don't I don't do much in my life that makes me go like, why the fuck did I do that? and yeah. I don't like I'm not overly irrational. I, I've always been Mum said like even since I was like fucking four years old, I'd sit there. I'd be quiet for five minutes and i pop out a question that a four year old shouldn't be asking that you've been thinking about yeah. yeah so I just sit there and I dwell on things and that's probably why I'm so pessimistic but it also leads me down that is often reflected back at myself hmm. so which is good and bad but yeah. so self reflection personally is something that's more or less come naturally to me but every so often I'll catch myself with basically for lack of a better term with my head up my ass yeah and I'll have to really think about like why I'm doing that like, why, why am I angry at my brother for not washing his plates when <laughs> I, I'm pretty shit at that myself? Yeah. Like, am I actually mad at him for that? Or am I pissed off with myself because something else has gone wrong? And, you know, and that's something that doesn't happen too often. With, yeah. um, like, like you said, self-awareness isn't like a huge... Um, I, I just don't think it's a value that has a huge amount of precedence in society at the moment. Have you read The Power of Now? Ah, uh, yes. Didn't, no, I listened to the audiobook. didn't like it. Didn't love it? Just yeah. because of his voice. <laughs> just like, it's you know, funny how high how are you that right can, <laughs> It's
0: funny how that can make or break an audio book. Yeah, it like, it, can. I, um, it really can. I always
1: listen to the little 30 second yeah. bit and I'm like, yeah. if I don't like their voice... I bought like, on like, recommendation it. from a friend and it was just like some fucking weird do that I, all I was imagining some do with a massive dreadlock does, Ec- does Eckhart Tolle read it or is it someone else Eckhart Tolle reads it yeah okay so yeah. I know he's like a space cadet so yeah, but but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not huge on that spiritual <laughs> but one, stuff. one
0: of my favourite quotes from him is whatever your whatever your you think the world is withholding from you the world, you are withholding from the world so I think that's yeah. that's a really interesting one for me because I think if there's something that's bugging you about someone else usually it's just a reflection mm. on where you're at mm. and if you're frustrated with someone not working hard enough or someone doing something that you, you don't agree with there's a good chance that you're doing the same thing mm. and i think that's a really like for self-awareness from a self-awareness point of view i try and be hyper vigilant in being aware of what i get frustrated at and what i get annoyed at mm. and i've found that's reduce my frustrations and annoyance because I go, okay, this is why. Like, so you understand it. You start to see it from the other point of view. Mm. You start to wear someone else's shoes. This is why they did that. Okay. What did I do or what did I not do to add to that situation or to exacerbate that situation? And I find like with stuff that would have bugged me 12 months ago, I feel so much more at peace to be able Mm. to, to be able to sit down and make a decision or to be able to talk through something less emotionally than I would have, um, 12 months ago. Cause yeah, when you realize that people are just trying to do their best and I'm a big believer of that, um, Probably mean, and people are trying to, like people are trying to do the right thing most of the time. Um, if you, if you look at the world in that, with that lens, then, you tend to be a little bit more accepting of how people act, mm. um, which is a hard one because you want to draw the line of what's acceptable and
1: what's not acceptable. I think that's an important line to draw. Mm. Definitely. Because I think not just... On, I think more on a societal level, things get... That they get to a point where it's just like, how the fuck did we get to here? Because <laughs> people like, it's just that giving that inch of the time to all of a sudden just like, well, how the fuck are we here? Yeah. And I think people, I think people are giving concessions too much. Yep. And that comes down to that lack of accountability. Sorry. Yep. I yep. Think and people, we can't expect everyone to have the same uh, level of awareness or workness. And no, no as, not at all. As but the, at the as same the time, like sometimes you people. have to be. And it's not a fun conversation to have, but it's, if it's someone you care de- dearly about, maybe you need to talk to them and just say, look, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing with your life at the moment? Yeah. Because sometimes it's not a... They, they're the ones lacking self-awareness. And self-awareness can be thrusted upon you by someone calling you out. Yeah. You know? yeah um, And obviously you hope that they come from a point where they're trying to give you some sort of constructive frame for you to build upon rather than them just being an asshole. When do you know it's the right time to have that conversation? Because
0: I think it's really important to... Well, they've got to be receptive to it. There's yeah. just some people that so want... got to know... There's, there's yeah. one
1: person in my life who I know just doesn't do anything to benefit themselves. Yeah. Um. And it's it's hard to see. And, it's, and, fr- and honestly, it's frustrating for me. And I was actually thinking about this when you were saying this whole, like, we sort of give out to the world what we feel like we're not giving or whatever, whatever we we're saying. Yeah. Um, because I see myself working, you know, my normal job and then doing hours in front of a computer editing videos and trying to find clients and all this sort of stuff to build a life. But this person complains to me about how they're not finding a passion or a purpose. And I just don't see them doing that thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so how do I, how uh, is it, is it that, or is it just me just cause I don't, I don't like that bullshit because I see people wasting time and stuff like that and just Yeah. I used to be that person not that I'm better than that now I have days like that but just like there has to be a point where you've got to go well maybe I'm not working hard enough yeah and sometimes you've got to be thrust into the situation where you have to be there and you have to work hard there's not a choice and then you realise like oh I actually do have the capability <laughs> to do this yeah so and that's actually what's happened to me over the last like six weeks where I've been you know getting clients and stuff like that and then all of a sudden Actually, two weeks ago, I bit off way too much of more than I can chew. Yeah. So to cancel all my social plans, but I got it done. Yeah. And the time I said I'll oh, get it done, then it showed me that oh wow, I actually can do this if I make it a priority. Yeah. So then I see people in, like you know, everywhere they just go like I don't have time, you know, whatever it might be, or oh, it doesn't fit into my schedule and yeah. stuff like that. Like. Yeah, but, but like I said, lives are going priorities. Yeah. And then if yeah. you if you have the priorities
0: sorted the right way. Um, and like I have my priorities out of whack most of the time mm. but it's not a continual out of whack it's going back one way and then going back the other way like I go on a seven week holiday and don't work or I yeah. work 18 hours a day and don't spend time with KP or I go shit how do I find more time to spend with KP and then it's it's that constant battle and I think like I think it was Richard Branson quote that I read once it was about balance and it was mm. about there's no balance it's just
1: constantly going from side I to side think the balance balances a lot trying out, yeah. trying to figure it out I think unfortunately and again maybe that self-awareness I think we sort of chase what seems most important at the moment yeah I think most of life is just putting out fires not in a bad way it's not like you know that's a bad thing but putting you know, out fires is a negative connotation so yeah, I think it does, you need to, you need like, to
0: change the, the language yeah. about that but then it changed like um, a couple of my like really close friends and mentors like a couple of comfort guys like Sammy and Tommy. One of the things and and Ben, one of the things they talk about is seasons, Mm. and you just have a season in your life. So like I had a season in my life where I had to work really really hard when I became a sole business owner, and I had to go holy shit this is all on me now, Mm. and that was a really important time in my life. But I got to a point where okay this isn't my focus anymore. Like this isn't my focus. This isn't my this isn't where I'm at anymore. Now I can focus on work and and put. A little bit more effort into my friends and family, and then it was, you know, this kind of six months when I booked the trip to going away. It was all right. I got to really knuckle down now and and figure out how we're going to grow this thing. And then while I was away, it was like my season was all right. I'm in a just letting myself be kind of mentality, and I was reading what I wanted to read. I was calling home when I wanted to call home. I was meeting new people when I wanted to meet new people and connecting and and i think like i think that all came from self-awareness of just understanding that this is where i'm at now like if certain areas of my life have got to take the back seat like if you ask me <coughs> maybe 5 years ago where like how important football was to me and ask me now like it's going to be complete polar opposites mm-hmm. um which is really hard it's a hard thing to admit um but that self-awareness has allowed me to realize that Footy for me now isn't a, I'm going to put as much time as possible in. It's going to be, I want to be as effective as possible with the time I do put in Mm. to come out of it. Because like like we spoke about before, you've got 168 hours in a week. You've got to figure out where things are going to fit because you can't fit it all. Mm. Um, And that's been a really important thing for me to realise as someone who wants it all all and wants it all to work. um, That there's always going to be something that's going to give um and yeah sometimes it's going to be work sometimes it's going to be time with KP as much as that hurts like
1: being aware of that helps us work through it yeah but I also think people aren't willing to make sacrifices yeah when that that priority game comes in it means you have to sacrifice watching TV to work yeah so I think and and that's self-awareness as well don't be have the self-awareness to go well I'm not working as hard as what's his face so I'm probably not going to get as far but yeah not, not in a negative way, just like, just don't... I think we expect a lot yeah. and maybe don't always... And I've, I've, I'm i bad at this and then, you know, don't always... You read that book? No. You were reading it last time. It's uh, my favourite book.
0: Principles by Ray Dalio. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. He's released a 30-minute, like, eight-part series Yeah. going through the main principles in the book. So if you don't want to actually sit down and read it, it's amazing. One of his quotes is you can have anything you want but you can't have everything you want yeah and that like that hit me like right no, it's, true. Like, smack it's bang, true like in the middle of my face and just like holy shit like that's my life mm. um, like we lost footy yesterday and like it sounds we haven't lost in 12 months so last May was the last mm. game we lost <clears throat> we've been very successful for a long period of time and like like it really hurt like it mm. really really hurt and I'm just like trying to like sit there and think well fuck okay what could i have done differently um in my preparation and in my week and things like that and i'm like yes i could have played better on the day that like we played rubbish as a team but then personally i'm like well maybe i need to spend a little bit more time playing like training and and spending more time in the gym doing rehab Mm -hmm. and things like that And, and it's it kind of coupled on to where i'm feeling with work and life at the moment like before i left for my trip i spent way too much time at work not looking after myself not sleeping enough not drinking enough water not eating enough food all that kind of simple stuff and my big focus now like my season I'm in whatever is looking after myself like yeah. i went home last week on a wednesday at 11:30 which i've never like haven't done for ever like i don't mm. really give myself a day away from work unless i'm doing something like this mm. on a sunday um and I just went home and like watched a couple of episodes of the new Karate Kid series and like that was me giving myself time for me mm. and looking after myself mm. before I went to footy that night and I felt amazing for the rest of the week so I think it's...
1: I think that's important as well. Yeah, and it's very yeah. easy. And I've been doing that over probably, I'd say, the last three weeks. It's just just work. Like, literally just work. Yeah. Work, eat, sleep. Yeah. And if you're aware of that, then that's okay. But the problem is a lot well, of... Well, I made are... the effort last night yeah. to sit down and go, okay, I've got my apartment to myself. I'm just going to watch two hours of TV. doesn't awesome. matter what it is. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here, have a beer. How do you, How'd you know, feel afterwards? amazing <laughs> yeah. Set like a fucking yeah. baby didn't go to bed going oh I should have done a little bit more work or you know I could have yeah. done this better I could have done that better sort of thing so that's important that's important to do but like you are saying with balance you've got to sort of you do need to temper that with like do I actually deserve this like for yeah. me I was getting to the point where I started putting out not the quality of work I wanted yep. because I'd just been grindstone just fucking banging my head against the wall like yeah. I've got to get this done and then you know
0: how do you answer that question though? Like, what do you come back to when you say, how do I deserve it? What thought process do you go through to decide whether you do deserve it or not?
1: Mm, so that's multifaceted. So for one, I just realized like what I'd done over the, like, like, cause I was editing and doing my thing in the morning. And then I was like, I looked back at it and I was like, this is shit. Like, yes. This is just shit. I'm just not thinking clearly like that yeah. transition shouldn't have gone there. That's that, that piece of footage shouldn't have gone there. That should have gone at the end. Yeah. So then I took the self-awareness to go, like, maybe I need to step away from this because this is yep. all I've been doing for the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then just going, you know... Then I, I literally just sat back and gone, I, do you know what I haven't done in ages is just fucking sit back and relaxed. Yeah. And I'm sure you can obviously you can relate to that <laughs> my, a little bit. You know, yeah. it's all it's all really well and good to be motivated, but that motivation can die pretty quickly as well yeah. as your discipline if you don't give yourself a little bit of time. Just go back to the triangle from before, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah, discipline, inspiration, motivation. Yep, I mean, uh, was, they can know. all die. That, yeah. that triangle collapses. But then what? Like exactly. you just got to look
0: up. Like you realize that holy shit, I've been pushing the like I've been burning the candle at both mm-hmm. ends. I've been pushing the envelope too much. I need to go, like
1: and you go back the other way too much and you go holy shit i'm not working hard enough well that's the thing like you, and that's why balance is such a good word and it is a bit of like a it is a bit of like it is like the word at the moment i see floating around like work life balance but i also think people indulge in that like yep. i'm relaxing <laughs> i'm having like i'm i'm living a balanced lifestyle yep. and that is 110% okay if you're yep. genuinely happy yep. or content with the life you live yep. if you love your job and you want to come home and be the best family man you can or best husband, wife, yep. brother, roommate, whatever it might be, and yeah. that's what your focus is, then all power to you. But don't come home and go like, oh, it's, I'm not where I want to be in life, and then watch TV and go, oh, it's just balance because I had a day at work. Yeah. Like, it's, it's you know, that's, again, that sort of stoicism that I love, like absolutely love, and that's why I love people that just get stuff done and they're not <laughs> complaining about it. Yeah, they're just they like, just you know, do. this is what I want, and I'm going to, and again, like, it doesn't matter if you get there in six months, six years, yep. 60 years, yep. like as long as you keep making progress, that's the thing that counts the most for me. Or even if you don't make it and you give it a, like a solid crack, but I see yeah. a lot of people that just sort of, you know, dabble in, a heard, in the water sort a of thing. and then like that. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's a bit too hard, too hard basket and then just mm. move on. Um, and there are going to be things that always, you know, in life, there are things that will be too hard and there will be there will be hurdles that you won't be able to cross alone anyway yeah but I think sometimes we're a little bit quick to see certain things and go that's a hurdle when it's not really
0: yeah yeah I kind of look at it
1: if I'm
0: being like when I'm trying to figure out am I working hard hard enough or am I working too hard or am I looking after myself enough or whatever my I revert back to what what's my mission and what's going to help me get there like mm. So like I said be, I think I said it before when you were doing your little intro like our mission is really simple it's just to make the world a better place and we do that one person at a time and it's like we want to create an environment where people can come and feel comfortable and get from where they are now to where they want to be mm-hmm. so if I'm if I'm seeing a lot of people that are working too hard and not looking after themselves then I kind of reflect on well am I doing that and am I working not giving myself enough time to relax or am, am I like trying to sleep five hours a night and tell myself it's okay and if I am okay I need to chill, chill out because like I can't help anyone if I'm like in a pile like sleeping on the couch like every minute of the day when I'm not working so but then there's certain times like I'm sure like right now I'm in the I need to look after myself a little bit better stage but I'm sure I'll kind of get sick of mm taking half days off and stuff like that and go you know what I just need to work more yeah
1: Um, you sort of hope that you hit the balance eventually where you're taking care enough to be able to work enough to maybe maintain it because I personally love the idea of it not being seasonal the consistency yep uh, like The only thing consistent is that it doesn't happen like that. There'll be like a (laughs) month of just solid work. And the next month will be a little bit quieter. And then the next month will just be like solid work. And then just like, or like I'll have a week where I'm just nailing it. Diet's perfect. Been to the gym five times this week. It's great. You know, I've been doing yoga. I've been taking care of myself. Meditation. I've been reading enough. And then like, but then I'll go like, well, you know, at the same time as there is, you know, we all get the same amount of hours in the day. It depends like how many things you're juggling. So if your sole concern is work, then obviously, yeah. you know, that's that's a lot easier for you to juggle than like, I want to have a successful business. I want to be, you know, I want to have a really good diet, which obviously involves cooking and cleaning and all that sort of stuff. Definitely. I want to, you know, be really involved with my relationships. There is only so much you can put on that plate. Yeah but and that's I think that's why it tends to be seasonal because it's yeah. sort of like it's like the spinning plates so you <laughs> spin one that's good and then you're all oh, the shit that one's a little bit out of whack so you can yeah. run over and fix that one and then all of a sudden you just you are still in laps. lapse yeah. but I'd love it to be like and that's the thing I'm not good do at do you think discipline. that'll ever happen I don't think so I don't even know if it is that possible I don't think it is I think that's why people get you know assistance and all that sort of stuff so you've got you've yeah. taken that out of your mind it's just you get someone to tell you like i set up this meeting at 12 to 1 you're leaving at one (laughs) o five, so you can say your goodbyes for 5 minutes you're leaving at one o five, so you can get here by one thirty, sort of thing and then you get other people to do that I think that's a lot to juggle as a single
0: person 100% it's just structure and I think like for a single person you'll get to that that ceiling of okay I'm dealing with as much stuff as I can deal with and and for me to get to that ceiling it's just habits it's creating habits it's around like my like my habits I'm working on at the moment are I've kind of i'm a a couple deep right so like i hit one habit one i had one focus for a couple of months which was getting up at 5am every morning that i'm working um which is monday monday tuesday wednesday and friday and then i get up at seven on the other days um sleeping on sunday so like that's my habit of just continuity and i think i've kind of sorted it Mm. like i'm pretty i've been very very consistent with that because it was a focus and then the next one on top of that becomes food and water making sure that that's ticked off and then it's movement and then like you know hopefully I can get to the end of the year and kind of have those habits set in stone so much that I don't really have to worry about that little triangle Mm. from before Mm. like I don't have to worry about the discipline I don't have to worry about the inspiration the motivation because it's just what I do Mm. Um, and and I think knowing that all of that struggle all of the like it's fucking hard getting up in the morning in the middle of winter at 5am not fun no but knowing all of that like is going to result in me getting where I want to get to quicker makes it all easy and makes it all worthwhile yeah it makes it makes it so that it's like even though it's a struggle it's not a struggle Mm. and the hard stuff isn't that hard Mm. it's just you just got to do it and yeah,
1: that. and I think the mistake most of us makes is we compare ourselves to the guy next to us. And uh, I know a really good gym down in Mornington that has that on their wall. Comparison is <laughs> the thief of joy. Comparison is a thief of joy. Um, so I think like I, I could like easily look at you and go well, lucky's, you know, he's he's got a super successful business and you know I, I don't yet, but I could I could look at that and go like blah 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 he's got this reason for doing it he got this reason he started out with someone mm-hmm. else all this yeah. sort of stuff but or you could just sort of again that accountability just sort of go. Oh, the double. You could have, to have the accountability to go, well, Lockie works harder than me, so maybe I need up my game. But, I think, but again, yeah. so it's priorities. For, for me, it's just
0: because <coughs> like, I can go through all the reasons like from a personal point of view why I don't think my business is successful, mm. which is a really interesting one. I'm sure you could do that with Most business owners would say, but I'm not
1: Relativity is actually something I've been like yeah. cracking onto recently. Like like and, and that's that is through talking to like now it's nearly been about two hundred people. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, that's a lot of people. Very cool. So it's, it's been roughly people. roughly three people a week for eighteen months, whatever that's that runs cool. out to. Dunno mate. I think so. You were roughly out, three a week. Um but it's over two hundred people. Is it? Yeah. I don't think I'm quite at two hundred last I checked maybe a 2.5 a week or something maybe <laughs> I said roughly <laughs> yeah. um, but I think like that's the thing I've learned is that everybody's experience is a relative yeah. I've met people that go on through like absolutely horrid things like one of the guys I interviewed recently got told he, he, he was 27 so a year older than me yeah. dying from brain cancer that's inoperable like cancer. brain cancer yeah. it's not super aggressive but it's going to take his life eventually like it's like resting on the base of his spine and his spinal cord like it's Mate, just it's insane. not going anywhere yeah Um, done the chemo done all that come back every time Um, but what he said was it wasn't a matter of if I live for the next 20 years sorry it wasn't a matter of it was actually a weird way of putting it but it made perfect sense he said it's not a matter of if I live or die tomorrow which is what a lot of us do worry about what if I'm hit by a car it actually gave him a long term perspective because he said he's been given maximum 15 years he's like well what if I get that full 15 years what am I going to do with it that's pretty cool so that's something, like, you don't think about. But then that then the thing, like, that relative experience, and I've talked to people that have, like, and not diminishing these things, like I'm saying, it's all relative. They'll have, like, social anxiety or they'll just have a, like, they don't, they argue with their mum a little bit. Not, like, full-on fights or anything, they just argue with their mum so they don't think they have an experience. Like, these things are all relative. Like you were saying, like, you could speak to any business owner. And they but tell anybody you, tell you say, why they're like, not oh, that person's super successful. Yeah. And they'll go, mm, no, I'm not. Yeah you know I need to do this better this better this better like it's so fun. relativity is probably the biggest thing I've learned it's so funny
0: it's really it's really really interesting because I like I think the most important thing that I see is people like that comparison but like th- like three words just you do you like mm-hmm. you you're we're all on different journeys at insect and intersect and cross over and yeah we might be running alongside someone for a period of time but at the end of the day we're running our own race. Mm. Um, so we need to figure out what are the things that we do that serve us mm. um, and what are the positions we put ourselves in and what's the self-talk that we, t- what are the things we tell ourselves day in, day out that, that are based on who we are not who someone else is. Mm. And, then it, and if we you know, like go full circle back to the purpose of meaning that we talked about at the start, like, if you're asking those questions about you and not thinking about anyone else, then you're going to end up in a good spot and you're Mm. going to end up being your version of successful and being where you want to be and not necessarily having to worry about what someone else is doing. Um, Like one of the things that I'm really big on with all local local businesses and like even gyms and stuff around us is like we're not competing. Like I'd rather collaborate Mm. than compete. Like I'd rather... Because we're all, everyone does it for more or less the same reasons. Like they want to help people. Um, yeah. Like, yes, there's a part of the population that start businesses to make bulk cash and drive fast cars not and people, do all that stuff. Not, but,
1: not people businesses though. Yeah, but that's exactly what you're it. in.
0: Yeah, and all the people businesses are there like, like, like get like really close to the Common Folk Boys or the oh. Jetty Road Boys and they're all there to create a community of people that are able to experience and enjoy the things that they create. Mm. just as much as they do mm. um, and I think when you look at it like that then it becomes a, like one of us wins we all win kind of scenario rather mm. than it's an us versus them mm. um, and, that, and that's and that been something that's helped like going away has helped a lot with the I use the term like getting out of the bubble and like helicoptering, out, helicoptering over the business mm. from a from a like a management or business sense and looking at everything and how it's working and going is this serving our mission if yes awesome how can we optimize that if no okay how can we change it so that it is and that's like as simple as it is like for me everything will come like from now from now on because I guess got stuck in the and I guess the emotions of it for a long Mm. period of time everything now comes back to that Mm. simple as that Um, are we serving our purpose or not hmm. and that's it and that, that's taken a long time to get to that
1: point and I think it always does yeah like you, you don't you meet so few people that go I've got my purpose sorted yeah and it doesn't matter where they are and like again like you said earlier like it can change it can shift all the time so what your purpose is now might not be it tomorrow like with me with my project my yeah. purpose was spreading you know awareness and that sort of stuff about happiness but it's changed, right? about it. it's just sharing human experiences yeah um, which in itself does that in a way. yeah, it does, I guess it does' it's it, it's, it's it's a different side of the same coin. Um, but it's it's very it's I think I think like purpose is a huge one. I think people lack it a lot, but more it's something you create, not something you find. Yeah, I think you can find meaning, but you can create purpose.
0: ooh put that on a t-shirt yeah, so that. that's pretty good. I really I really like that because too many people look for purpose and search for purpose, but, like, look at what you're doing and what I'm doing. It started out as an idea, mm. and, like, we go all the successful businesses, like, even, like, I could... All the people that I know who are running successful businesses mm. would say the same thing. Like, it started out as an idea, and it adapted, and it evolved, and it changed, oh, and it, God, even, e- even though we're... Like, we look back at why we started. It's pretty similar, but it's different. It's not the same. No. Um, and it's changed from what it was 12 months ago to what it is now. Yeah. Maybe not changed. It's evolved. It's, a,
1: it's evolved. You know, like... I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. It's like, like a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's like... Oh, this is going to sound really gay. It's not like that, a pond. No, there's anything okay. wrong with that. It, there's like, It's like a pond, okay? Like, and what it- kind of pond? I'm trying to think of a structure that says essentially the same, but you can change the inside of it. Okay, okay. Change the so perception of it. Okay. But, so it's an ecosystem. Yeah. Hey KP. How are you, invisible person? Talk to me about your pond. Huh? Talk to me about your pond. I'm trying to make a good metaphor, but it's not coming to me. I don't know where you're going. I'll see if I can help. No, it's not going anywhere. It's got nothing. I was trying to be really deep and meaningful, but I got nothing. I'm about as deep as my pond, my non-existent <laughs> pond. It's one of those shell, yeah. shell, uh, shell, shell pool. pools. Yeah, but I put like some, you know, I'd put some sand at the bottom, like everyone's having fun. <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean because that general structure is there. And the overall goal hasn't changed, but the actual, I guess the ins and outs from the daily sort of perspective have changed so much. That's where the the big difference is, but there is no big difference. Yeah,
0: because every client we see, every group we take, every day where we have less people than we want, or every problem that a client has that they come to us with, it allows us to modify what we do. Mm. So allows us to find a better way of doing it and it allows us to find a, a more efficient way of whether it be communicating with clients or whether it be growing our like, membership base or whether it be putting stuff on our social media. allows us to find a better way to create value and impact the people that we want to create mm. value for and impact. Um, so I think one of the things that I find is really, really important is to listen and I suck at listening on the best of times, but it's something that I've identified KP's nodding. <laughs> it's something that I I set the goal at the start of the year to ask better questions, mm. right? And and I've tweaked that goal a little bit. It's ask better questions, but but to make sure I stop and properly listen to the answers and then figure out where we go from there. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think if you can, like we all have a story to tell and we all have a our own experiences that help will can help the wider community figure out how to get to where you want to get to mm-hmm. so i think it's really important to it doesn't matter who you are it's really important to listen to the people around you as to mm-hmm. what their experiences are and what their their wins are and what their losses are and and figure out how to actually like if it's someone you seem like you look at and go they're really successful Okay, how would they get there? Mm. And they're probably going to tell you that it sucked a fair chunk of the time. And you look at someone who isn't where they want to get to, and it's like, okay, like, like, why do you feel this way? And mm. you can listen and, and and figure out and help them figure out. And because mm. like everyone thinks they everyone thinks they know the solutions to everyone else's problem, but I think. The only way people Do you think they're, try, they're just trying to say that because they don't know the solutions to their own problem, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. But the only way to figure out those solutions is to talk is to like, yes, some people can lot are able to go deep within themselves and figure it out. Mm. Um, but most people figure it out by just talking through it and mm. just communicating and going, okay, this works, this doesn't work, whatever. One of my favorite quotes, and I've said it a thousand times on this podcast, but it's like your hindsight is my foresight. Hmm. So, yes, we all have to make mistakes because that's what allows us to grow and adapt. But we can learn from other people's mistakes and it's much easier, quicker and a lot less painful than making your own
1: mistakes. Hmm. Over and and, and that's, that's the thing about listening is you get, you get to – and that's the one thing that human beings in general have advantage over everybody else is we can learn from other people's experiences. Yeah. Which is so rare, but we're not very good at it at the moment. And the thing that I find is people are, again, going back to that 1% of the 1%, is you look at your Jordan Petersons, your Gary V's, you know, whoever it might be, and you go, like, what's their experience? And then they'll give you, because they are appealing to such a mass audience, they're going to give you a generalistic sort of idea because it needs to appeal to as many people as possible. But if you, Lachlan Mollis, as a new business owner, wanted to go down and talk to someone, you would have been better off just marching into a gym in, you know, Rosebud. That's relatively successful. And you go, hey, mate. Can you give me pointers? And, yeah. and I would say ninety percent of people would just take, the, give you a good hour of their day. Hundred percent. If you've catch them on when they've got that hour, yeah, and just help you. Like most people are, like you said, trying to do their best. Most people are good people, and they're more than willing to give you a hand. Yeah. Especially in these sorts of fields where it's not a competition. It's not about oh, I help more people than you. It's about making <laughs> the most impact for the people that you have in front of you.
0: Definitely.
1: And you, if you genuinely care about your goal of helping people, you're considering that new business that's in the same sort of field an ally.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's a really simple like like from an access point of view. If you if you have if you know someone or if you see someone doing something you want to be doing or if you see someone doing something that you think might be for you, go and talk to them because mm-hmm. you know ninety nine percent of people are going to want to help. They're going to want to give you their time. They're going to want to try and impart some of their knowledge. Like. Um, like I talked about him before, I talked about the book before and the animated series before, but Ray Dalio is one that, like at the start of the series, at the start of his book he talks about it, but at the start of the animated series it goes half an hour, it'll take half an hour of your time, it'll change your life. <laughs> he talks about the fact that he's at the age now where he wants to start imparting knowledge onto other people. Mm-hmm. And I think if, like Gary Vee's a big one for it, like he'll he'll spend heaps of time replying to messages and things mm-hmm. like that. And And I think people who are, who have... Figured it out, and I did the old uh, air quotes with my fingies. Mm. Um, people that have figured it out want to
1: help other people figure it out. Figure it out, mm. and you know, very realise the struggle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's almost like a parent sort of thing. You don't want to see your kids go through the crap that you had to go through. So you want and to you try your best to make things. Yes, yeah, so every generation wants to make the next yeah, generation yeah. Better, and better. Yeah, and, and, and even, that, even and that's easier. even a business generational thing. So mm. it's and like we were saying, like people are generally good. People want to help. Like we, yeah. everybody, most people have an amazing community spirit. Yeah. Like some people are unfortunate enough to have experiences that sort of drain that out of them, but most people want to help.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, no, that's probably
1: one of the biggest strengths of Virtus is your community. I'd about, say it's probably your biggest strength. What well, is? You've got it you is. an amazing so knowledge base thing. and everything, and that's an asset. But yeah. you've got an amazing community behind you. Yeah,
0: and we got mm. some really cool people who will come to us when they're struggling with stuff, mm. and if we can help, if we can't, like it doesn't matter where they support them. Like I'll have former interns come to me and say, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? And mm. Like, I have all the time in the world for people that want to ask those questions mm. because I look like even now when I'm going through problems, I just like ask them, my mentors and the people I look up mm. to and the people who have gone through it before. And I get really good answers. So I've all the time in the world for people who are in a position where I was three years ago, or four years ago, mm. or five years ago, because i like, I know what it's like. And I know that I, <clears throat> I had some amazing people that I was able to ask questions of get really Insightful, helpful answers, and then move forward with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, everyone's exactly the same in terms of like those people who are asking, who might ask those questions of me now, will be in a position in two, three, four, five years that the next group of coaches are coming through are going to be able to ask mm-hmm. them questions, mm-hmm. and, and then you you create an environment where where the best ideas win and you create an idea where people doing the right things win and you create an environment where people who are doing the right things for the right reasons end up hanging around for a long time because they're they're actually helping and they're actually Mm. making a difference Mm. they're actually improving the world around them Mm. which is why we're why we're all here I think I
1: don't think that's why it's it is such a common theme for coming again coming because obviously we're hanging pretty heavily on purpose and meaning in this podcast but Mm -hmm. like I'd say a good three quarters of the people that I know that have purpose and meaning in their life are helping others. Yeah. And I think that comes back to what we were saying before. that We're community-based beings. Like it, that gives you such a sense of joy, security, you know, love, um, and that purpose and meaning. Like when you when you're helping someone else. Yep. Again, like you can say, sit, you people. There's that argument for altruism that we, you know, had at the start. Where yep. like you will, you know, it makes you feel good. So how altruistic <laughs> are you really being? But just like. So yeah. what? Like, yeah. if you've genuinely helped someone, what's wrong with getting a little bit of, about it? Like, if you feel good, if you you know, you have the right to be proud of yourself if you've 100%. helped someone.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think that's you know it's so important and something that it's there, it's still there, but it's just not really valued. Like mm. in terms of like social media and all those sorts of things, like it's just not. It's not sensational again, but that's yeah. that's stuff like I can though. I can kind of see, like. I
0: feel as though we're going to overcorrect that way and go right. really heavy yeah. into the
1: gratitude and appreciation. And, and All right, I'm saying it already. Yeah. I'm seeing it already. But it's uh, false from what yeah. I've, seen, I've seen. I've seen people leading into it and it's becoming quite a buzzword. But here's the thing. Like it's, your, it's completely
0: like each individual. And one of our coaches, Katie, um, said this to me once. And I really like the way she said it. It's completely your decision who you follow and who you don't.
1: so if you're following if
0: you're following uh, nothing against them personally but if you're following the Kardashians then
1: you're probably no they suck they do suck they're fucking brilliant though they're so smart uh, I don't think they're nearly they don't get nearly enough credit for how smart they are in terms of marketing Marketing. and and, uh, marketing if if you want textbook marketing (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you know you you can say they're dumb as dog shit or whatever sensationalistic marketing I would never watch them but just you can't say they're not selling products but if
0: you just that's exactly it but if you decide to follow them Mm -hmm. and then all of their People that are trying to be like them, or you try and follow someone like, like your mate Jordan Peterson and, and all the people who believe similar things to him. Or like for me, it's people like Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan and um, and Alex Schafer and, and those kind of people who. Are le- <laughs> For, the, for those at home, KP is sitting next to me and she's you like, she, ex- she, she's about three <laughs> inches away from me. Yeah. She walked in about 10 minutes ago and has said nothing and then was just like creeping on the computer. Just looking lurking. Looking at the computer just and lurking. absolutely lurking. Do you want to say hello to everyone at home? Hey, everyone. So when you're listening to this in the car next in a couple of weeks, you'll say hello to yourself. That's cool. Yeah. I was upstairs <laughs> laying down with my head on the pillow using Reese's jacket as a blanket. Cute. Lights off. And then Reese's parents came up and I scared his dad. <laughs> there you go. He didn't know well say He was like, oh shit. Good from you. Good contribution. Thanks. Uh, what were we talking about? I completely Kardashians. forgot. Oh, Kardashian. Kardashians, yeah. yeah. So I was talking about like, you're in, like you're completely Sorry. in charge of who you follow and who you don't. So I think it's, it's a really, really simple one. For me, it's just to make sure that I am putting the people in my feed that I, that I will either learn something off that will either inspire me to be better, that will motivate me to, to keep helping people, uh, that will instill the discipline in me to like wake up at 5am every morning and, and get to work and and help as many people as possible, then then that is then I'm doing social media the right way and doing it as well as I possibly can. Um, and I think if I and we do that most of the time, then we can stop looking at social media as like that elephant in the room and start to use it for positive means and start to actually utilize the benefits of it rather than bitching about the negatives of it because I think a lot of people have their negative views or have their ways of looking at social media that are less than uh, less than beneficial to society, but as far as I'm concerned it, it ain't going anywhere, and it's not necessarily going to change um, but how we use it will determine the outcome uh, yeah like like anything I think we can we can watch TV and we can watch rubbish. Uh, we can watch our old mates, the Kardashians for hours on end and we get nothing out of it. Or we can sit there and watch David Attenborough documentaries and, and all moments of meaning, all moments what, meaning. or <laughs> we can watch something that's actually going to make us think or make us look at different parts of the world or make us, you know, get us out of the, the same kind of thought processes that we get stuck into and actually challenge our way of thinking. And that's going to make us better people. Um, same with books, it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think we're good enough at challenging our thinking. Yeah. I think it's uncomfortable, and it sucks. And that's, like, the argument for accountability. It's really hard to be accountable to yourself when you're not, when you haven't been living a life that is. Because that's a big shift. Yeah. Because then it comes back to that self-awareness where you've got to call yourself out. Which Basically, is hard, right? We all just go, well, maybe I haven't been working that hard, or... You know, maybe I'm not a yeah. good boyfriend, or you know, maybe I should have cooked that meal. Not <laughs> anyone in this room. Um, but you know, I have a personal gripe with the whole Kardashian thing. Um, just in terms of like mentorship is something that's a little bit, I think it's getting better, but I think it's something that hasn't been overly prevalent. Um, on a broader scale for a while I think it's it's sort of coming to the forefront again now because we sort of realised how important it is but like those sorts of when people like the Kardashians and stuff like that are idolised by young people because they don't realise that it is essentially they're just marketing tools yeah and virtually everything they do is paid for Hmm. Um,
0: wait then, so if I wear a waist trainer I'm not going to look like Kim Kardashian
1: unfortunately not oh, shit. I, I'm going to drop a bombshell gun. <laughs> she's <laughs> actually had a, d- a bit of work done I found that out from a very reliable source <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's just call him Yeezy um, but I, just, I worry when I see that the focus on that sort of stuff and they are so big and it's more just like young men and women think that's the way to meaning in your life yeah and again, it's that one percent. The one percent. Yeah. You're never going. You're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. In life. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. Yeah, and as as exactly, but, like right, it's I think more just the fact that it encourages that lifestyle. But it's more just you know. But, it's, but it but encourages the lifestyle without the,
0: all of the sacrifice and hard
1: work but they don't think show that, that. They, they're not like yeah, the exactly bees. they don't show the fact that you know their makeup might look amazing for that promotion but they also spend six hours in a makeup room sitting there while someone fucking pucks up their face yeah I, I can't say yeah, I've ever watched like, an episode yeah. so I can't tell you what they actually amazing shows, TV but... mate it's amazing TV but even just like I've actually done a little bit of research on it in terms of like because it fascinated me as to why they're so popular but yeah like, they're cut every six seconds because the average attention span is six seconds oh, so there's I a new, new camera that like
0: that like, like just being aware of that and showing that well, it's not a one frame for the whole show like this is America is it? it's here to there to there to there a so it's like, oh, exactly what's next? that is
1: exactly it it triggers you to make you think that this is super interesting when you're just kind of following around uh, the link for every, every single scene change, So, you know, it'll be a close-up of Kim's face to a, a far-out one, like, every six seconds, because that's the average attention span. And smaller fact that these behaviours are encouraged for young people. They're seeing, like, Kim Kardashian being a millionaire and being, like, what they see is a perfect lifestyle, and that's not how it is at all. Like, she has, she still has to work 14 hours a day like a successful person. And I actually met someone who I would say would be semi-famous, Miss Universe Australia the other week. And I asked her, honestly, what is it like having to attend all these events and do all these sorts of things? And she said it was exhausting. Like, I'm sure everyone's had the event that we've been invited to that we go, I cannot be fucked going to that. I can't be bothered. But then you have to go there. You have to do this. and you have to put on a smile. You have to sit in makeup for two hours to do these sorts of things. So these lifestyles are glorified, but... (laughs) In, like, I'm sure Kim Kim Kardashian's, like, probably the most extreme example, but these sort of lifestyles where you have to be there, you have to put on a pretty face and stuff like that, I see that and I go, that looks exhausting. Mm. I reckon it would
0: also be pretty lonely. They're always surrounded by so many people, but how many of them would be real friends?
1: Miss Universe actually made that comment. She's like, you know, it's rare that people talk to me about these sorts of things. I'm either being talked to about some sort of business proposition coming up, some sort of event I attend. or some, you know, something that I have to do. But even she messaged me on Moments of Meaning, and said, "Oh, I'm, I'm actually. They tell me who to follow. Really? Yeah. That's insane. So and then I, so she wanted to be involved with it, and I spoke to her manager, and she said she can't be involved in case she says something that's not in line with the Miss Universe pageant until she's not officially Miss Universe that's this so year, insane. which was in June. Yep. and then she's got two months while the pageant's running while she's technically not Miss Universe. She's not under all the sponsorship contracts, but yep. you yep. don't see that, obviously. No. So it's just well, like, so imagine it's, that sort of lifestyle. That's what you basically, You, you your a, whole life It's a is curated. curated lifestyle, right? Yeah, it's like, dictated by everybody else and like, you know, what looks best for the public
0: image. Yeah. And that's why I love, like, I love things like Aubrey Marcus's podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast and Jocko Willing's podcast mm. and Tim Ferriss even. Like, they're... It's their me- It's their medium to, well, that's the power to podcasts, yeah, to converse with the world. So, they're able to say exactly what they believe. They're able to say exactly what they think, without the feeling that they're going to be censored and, and things like that. And I think that's that's why I like fell in love with podcasts is yes. because it's honest and it's open and it's
1: like there's no like there's no hidden, or, hidden doors or on, on the on the like the video side of that. Vlogs, like you'd be. Why would you watch someone just live their life? Yeah. But what it is, and I know, and that fascinated me as it's well. Genuine. What it was is it's, it's not scripted. You know, there's no agenda to it. Like very few of them have agendas yeah. for a vlog. It's just yeah. somebody living their life, and you're just getting. It might not be the most valuable content, but it's authentic. Yeah. And, and it's then, genuine, I think that, and, on and that. the ones
0: that aren't edited, edited to the nth degree, are yeah. the ones that are really yeah beneficial, and I like. I love watching those videos. It's just someone talking about the shit they're going through or their yeah. day or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, like that's one of the one of the reasons. One because I'm lazy, but it's one of the reasons why I don't edit this podcast because mm-hmm. I just want it to be one bulk of a conversation. And if <clears throat> and if we say something that we don't necessarily didn't necessarily want to or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it'll all come out in the wash at the end of the day. Like we'll all be able to yeah, like yeah. eventually get the things that we try and get across across. Um, and I think that's the really wonderful thing about what you're doing with Moments of Meaning is you just listen to people and you get to hear their story and he, he, hear their views and why they do what they do and, and the things that they struggle with. Um, and, I, like, I think struggle is a big thing, like having that struggle uh, shown on whatever you're doing. Um, it's You cut out all the, like, like you know, you go on most social media accounts and it cuts out all the shit. Mm. Um, like all the puppy puppy accounts, I can't remember who said it. Someone's like, "You never see the dog shitting on the bed," <laughs> <laughs> and like it's a really simple one. Oh, I or you never oh, see it. Yeah, and, and like it's it's true. But I want to start seeing some of those accounts that are a little bit more genuine, a little bit more real.
1: Um, like, I, th- people- I think they'll come to the forefront. No, no one wants to say that because I'm in that sphere. I think from what I can see, there's a, there's a massive push and maybe it's like you are saying towards that gratitude and sort of, you know, that appreciation sort of thing. I think people are realising that these sorts of lifestyles, maybe it's like Facebook getting in so much shit for what they're doing and all these sorts of yeah. things. People just aren't realising these are like healthy for, in a broad term. but Like people yeah. crying out for authenticity. That's why podcasts are such a huge medium now. Yeah. You know, and that's why vlogs are the biggest sphere in YouTube and have been for years sort of thing people just want authenticity they just want to you know see real humans experiences and that comes back to that community and stuff like that Yeah, like you can know so much about a person if you watch the, if they've got a daily vlog you know, they can end yeah. a lot of it but you're watching 10-15 minutes of their you know, their life that they show you every single day you've got a general yeah. sort of vibe and like you said these things come out in the wash so if they're an arsehole pretending to be a nice guy eventually <laughs> You'll tend to there's going to be those red yeah. flags popping up you know, every yeah. couple of days and all of a sudden you're going to get a vibe to it but there is that authenticity sort of thing to it and, and obviously, you get to know
0: someone through that Like, yeah. I've had some weird conversations with people like I'll introduce myself and they were like oh no I listen to your podcast and it's just like what stuff do you know about? <laughs> like what I'm not I s- sure if that's a good thing. Yeah. What have, what have I said? Like, please, don't, please don't Please <laughs> don't please don't hold me to anything I've said on the podcast. It's not me. Well actually like Is that yeah, why there's alcohol? So I was
1: drunk at the time, it wasn't me.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like yeah. if I have two Jetty Road brewery pale ales, get around them. Which $19.99 this week, I think. <laughs> but if I have a couple of those it doesn't count, no. Yeah. But that but that's that's the cool thing. Like I get to this medium for me and for you for moments of meaning and you getting on this like it's it's an opportunity for us to just talk about the shit that's going on mm. and talk about the world as we see it um and like I'm sure if we listen back to the first one we did like 49 50 weeks ago or whatever it was it like, was very early wasn't it? I, I think I was I'm like, 6 you were, yeah you were in the top in the first 10 yeah um if we were to look back on that like I would be disappointed if we both didn't disagree with half the shit we said
1: well I imagine I would yeah. I reckon I'm less pessimistic now. Yeah. I'd say so. Well, you've just loaded up on chocolate for the last six months. Haven't yeah, you? that's pretty much it. Yeah. That, that, that's why I gave up the happiness thing because I found it. It's just chocolate. It's just chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some people out there going on. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: to, before we finish up, i yep. got one question for you. Okay. What does the next six months and beyond look like for you and for moments of meaning?
1: Uh, moments of meaning I want to ramp it up to five interviews a week which would be a lot of work but I'm excited for that yeah. and for me personally I want to establish a business and have at least two employees within six, hey. six to twelve months is that goal that was already established before you asked me that yeah Nice. two employees but moments of meaning is my main focus and always will be yeah um, because it comes back to that meaning and purpose
0: always is a long time
1: yeah but I just I don't know because it evolves with me I feel yep. like it's adaptable yeah, and good. whether or not people like it it's going to be part of my life
0: yep.
1: whether or not there's people following me at that point is irrelevant to me Perfect. and that is a selfish thing that is because it brings no, me nothing that wrong way. with selfish so, selfish is good because we can
0: serve ourselves while serving others and we're winning that's it we've clocked the game of life I think if we, if we can 100% sort that
1: out. 100%
0: Good. How can people find you? Like, give yourself a plug. You've got, oh God! You're as um, long as you need to talk to the eight people that are listening.
1: Okay, uh, for the four people that are my family, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Mum. <laughs> she actually will listen to this. Happy Mother's Day, Mum. Mom. Moments of meaning main focus is YouTube that's where you can find everything else everything first just type in moments of meeting I'm pretty sure I'm the top search because there's only one other channel I hope so and they lo—they uh, posted first time three years ago I think and that was the last time so okay, I thank think you'll find me um, Instagram is just moments full stop of full stop meaning, and Facebook is just moments of meaning. perfect cool anything else thank you for having me it's
0: been an absolute pleasure mate good from you